Off the Ball. Find us on Twitter at Off the Ball. News Talk 106 to 108. All right, you're welcome along to our Saturday panel. This Saturday lunchtime, we are looking at the explosion in running in Ireland with three of the greats of Irish running. Frank Greeley is with us in studio, one of the most recognisable figures, I think, in Irish running. Still the holder of the national 10,000 metre junior record, correct? How many years? So it'll be well, it'll be fifty next year. Wow! <laughs> if God spares me, that's sensational. Yeah. And uh, probably best known more recently, you were the editor of the Irish Runner magazine for over thirty years. Uh, Katarina McKiernan, one of our greatest ever athletes, a former European cross country champion, four time world cross country silver medalist, and a winner of marathons in Berlin, London, and Amsterdam. And Mick Clohessy in the middle, who has represented Ireland at the marathon at the twenty sixteen Olympics and was the fastest Irish man at last year's Dublin marathon. So we have no shortage of expertise in studio whether you're just starting out in January and trying to get a few miles in and get into the routine or maybe you're one of those who's managed to get one of those hard-won places in the Dublin Marathon or you're maybe one of the more elite athletes out there if you want any advice at all 53106 is the text number or you can get us on any of our social channels we're live on Facebook, YouTube and on Periscope thanks a lot for coming in Katarina, I might start with you first. I mentioned like it feels like an explosion of running in Ireland over the last few years, and we do go through fads. I remember about five, six years ago, it was all boot camps that everybody was into, whereas now it's 5Ks, it's park runs, it's the Dublin Marathon been sold out, what, nine, 10, 11 months in advance. Have you seen that massive increase in, in interest levels over the last couple yeah, of years? Yeah, there's huge. Everybody seems to be running, and uh, I was actually at the park run in Malahide this morning, and they had 514 people running. And I think... The park run is is the reason why so many people are running now, because 5K is very doable mm. and it's gotten a lot of people into running. And I suppose there's so many other events on around the country as well that uh, people can take part in. But it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the done thing back 10 years ago to run. And now it's now it's very popular. When I was, you know, when I started running at home around the fields, nobody was running. And, um, you know, I had to kind of hide on, on, on the fields and the farm out the back so that nobody would see me running because they think I was mad. But uh, thankfully, that has all changed. And just, you know, people in their 40s and their 50s mm. have taken up running. And it's, you know, it's, it's great to see. And... Um, it just seems to be growing all the time. Yeah, the park runs are just an absolute sensation. So the Saturday mornings at pretty, they're, they're, I don't know how many various venues there are, but in Dublin alone, there seems to be seven or eight of them. So it's 5K for adults on a Saturday morning, but they also do a children's 2K run on a Sunday morning, which I know my own kids were at last weekend. And funny enough, I was on the website registering them uh, during the week. And I noticed that Mick Clohessy is the record holder for the park run 5K. Yeah, it's, it's about a year or so ago. Yeah, I'm surprised it's still standing because there's I'm sure there's a few fast track guys that could come out and and um, and smash that record. But yeah, it's nice to have the 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 fastest time for now. But it's um, that was my local one, Saint Anne's. I just went up one morning and it was it was a nice day for it, so I gave it gave it a lash. But it's uh, Saint Anne's Park. I heard the last few weeks they're up over six hundred. Wow! So they're actually you know they're. Kind of, I don't know how many more they can take, but it's um, it's great to see. I think they need to expand the whole organisation of it, maybe. But but it's um, yeah, just a rapid increase. And there's a few even down near where I'm living. There's Fairview Park. There's a park run there, which is it's probably a smaller one, but there is options all over mm. the city, you know, and then out in the country as well. I'm sure there, there's there's plenty around all the all the towns around, you know. So. When did you start running? Uh, I started running, kind of in my mid mid teens or so. Um, 
my father ran when I was young. He ran marathons. He ran Dublin every year. Um, so like that probably got me the influenced me a fair bit. I was playing a lot of football. I was played soccer. Played GAA. I played soccer up until I was 19, but I was kind of getting more into the running then. We'd done quite well in our secondary school, St. Paul's. We won an All-Ireland cross-country. I got involved with Rohini Shamrock's Dick Hooper, who's a, a legend in Irish running, three-time <coughs> three Dublin, first Dublin Marathon winner, mm. three-time winner, three-time Olympian. He started coaching me, so I kind of fell in with Rohini Shamrock's, and I suppose I had to pick between the football and the running, and eventually the, the running won out. I could see a, a future for, for myself in it, and yeah, so that's I, I started there, and you know, I've kept it going. I went through, you know, all through my twenties, took a year or two down, and came back into it stronger, hopefully. And you know, I'm, I'm enjoying it even more than ever now. What age you now? Thirty-three. So, and what's the general peak for long distance runners? Because you seem yeah. it's, it, it seems as though you're getting better and better. Well, that's what I hope to. Hopefully, I can keep in, improving. The thing with, with the marathon, the longer stuff, you know, the more endurance you build, mm. um, and if you, your body holds up, if you're injury free. Um, and you look after yourself, you can keep improving. So I'd like to think I can keep going well into my 30s and on. Like I see just the likes of Gary O'Hanlon, who's running brilliant in his mid-40s, and even Katrina here is still still well up there. You know, So it's I think with distance running, the longer especially, that you can, you know, it's a patient game, but if you keep building your endurance and, as I said, look after the, the niggles and you know look after yourself, you can keep improving. Frank, there's no question there's been this huge increase in participation on a social level and that Saturday morning and getting your weekend off to a, a positive start, which is, is a brilliant thing for the, the health of the nation. From an athletics club point of view, from, from following it closely over the last three, four decades, has that been reflected at a, at a competitive level as well? Is there increased participation at, at all levels? Yeah, well, there's a lot of uh, increase in, in numbers because I work for Athletics Ireland for over the last decade and... Uh, the membership has gone way up to over 60,000. And that's reflective again of the growth in, uh, like it was only about 30,000 I think when I came into Athletics Ireland first. Right. And it, so it, it has a ripple effect. And I suppose that the whole thing about the, the uh, park runners, Katrina and Mick were talking about there is, there's a terrific social dimension as well. And that, that has to be reflective as well in, in betterment of mental health as well. People are connecting with each other. There's a great connectivity with the races and the park runs. And uh, it, it's a still a rising tide for, for uh, the whole growth of running, I think. Mm. And you're starting them very young now. You've stepped away from your work with the Irish Runner magazine as editor and you're committing yourself to the Daily Mile, which uh, we have the welcome pack here. This is a, a schools initiative, you might talk about. Schools initiative led by Athletics Ireland. Uh, we have a great team in Athletics Ireland led by Anthony White and Nick Skelly and myself. So we're, we're going into all the primary schools across the country and linking up with the local sports partnerships as well. And uh, this week we hit an, a, a really big high. We hit 580 schools now are signed up and that's only since we only really took it over about last April. Uh, so we're driving ahead and uh, it's, it's, it's just great because children and, and teachers now, they're making a part of the school day. And uh, we've great backup as well in, in support from people like Katrina and Mick. They're going into helping us go into schools as well and spread the message. Because once you give children, I think, the, the opportunity and, and they go out and they see that it's going to be fun, some of them start out walking. And that it's not a really, it doesn't have to be even a mile. 15 minutes a day become part of the school mm. day. Because we, we do a lot of discussions on this show around PE in schools and quite often what comes up, particularly back from teachers, is two issues, time and also facilities that for a lot of sports, a lot of schools, particularly in cities, they don't have any 
green grass around the place to get out and play. For those schools that, that don't have a lot of, of space, do they just do laps of the school? Is it laps as simple as that? Laps of the school improvise in a lot of ways yeah. there, you know, and we're, the, the great feedback we're getting from teachers is that within three or four weeks, a huge difference in concentration, even in, in social uh, connection out in the schoolyard and everything. So it, when it becomes part of the school day, they do it in wherever is. Some of them do actually do it inside in a hall in bad weather or whatever like that, you know. But uh, they have to improvise in some of the schools. Mm. Some of the schools have great facilities. Some are really challenged in that area. If people want to get involved, how do they do it? Oh, uh, dailymile.ie. The, 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 that's our, our connect or uh, get back to us indeed. Uh, give me a call at 0872569690. We, we, we'll put that up afterwards yeah, if anyone wants okay. to get involved. But by the sounds of it, it's, it's yeah. already a great success. So I said, there is a lot I want to get through from those starting off, the sort of weekend warriors, up to those who are preparing for a marathon. Katrina, for, for people who are in, in January and who are doing the couch to 5K, like firstly, is, is a couch to 5K a worthwhile thing to do? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. If you're starting off, yeah. uh, if you're starting off, you need to have a plan and you need to set yourself a plan so that, OK, you know that you're going to maybe Monday, Wednesday, Saturday or, or something like that. And, you know, if you if you have a plan you're going to follow, uh, it's much, much easier. Mm. And um, 5K, as I said, is very, very doable for for most people. And it's not all about, I suppose I'm at the, the stage now that it's not all about pushing yourself or being too hard on yourself, but it's, it's repetition, it's uh, continuing like, so that you can get to a level of fitness mm. uh, rather than setting yourself this huge goal and maybe something that's out of your depth and that you're not able to achieve. Set yourself small little goals, like doing a park run. And, you know, couch to 5K, there's six-week programs, there's eight-week programs. And it's really, really great way of getting people into, into running and maybe at the end of the six weeks or the eight weeks doing a 5K run and experiencing that because, you know, it's, it's such a great experience. As Frank was saying, it's so social. I would deal with a lot of people of that calibre, I suppose, and, you know, I, I was asking them this morning, what were they thinking about? Like, it's, it's amazing. We think that it's only elite athletes that can push themselves, but these people that have only started recently, they can really push themselves. And it's, it's amazing to see that. And everybody has their own goals at that start line, uh, whether to be run 20 minutes or even in Malahide there this morning, they had pacemakers for the park okay. run. So you can move so your way up 22 go minutes, 24 minutes, 26, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, 45. But as I said, it's amazing to see the, the determination on people that's running 38 minutes, 48 minutes, whatever it is. And I was asking them, you know, what's going through their minds when they're doing that? And <laughs> some of them were saying, well, I was thinking of the coffee and scone and cake that I'm going to have yeah. afterwards. And then others were thinking of, oh, why am I doing this? I'm too old. And I was saying to them, you have to block that out of your mind straight away. Be thankful that you're able to be out on a Saturday morning and be able to do a 5K. So mm. a lot of it is, you know, is, is the mental part of it as well with running. It's a big, big part because I know from my days that, um, you know, that you had to be, wasn't always the, 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 the fa fastest or fi fittest person at the start line that won. It was the person that, you know, was mentally strong. And I thank God I had the ability to get into that, that zone and be able to block everything out of my mind, everything, you know, physically and emotionally out of my mind during a race and just 
just be present. Um, it's about, like people ask me, what is the zone? And I suppose the zone is no thought. So when you're in that state of no thought and you're just, you're just running, like it's, I've, you know, how do you compare it? It's kind of to Zen. a, yeah, it's, it's like a deep sleep. If you can imagine yourself in a deep yeah. sleep and you know that you're asleep, but you're just asleep. <laughs> and in the same way with the running, that you're in this, you're, you're just, the mind is quiet and you're just running. And it's, it's, a, a, it's a, f a fabulous place to be. And when you get into that state of mind, you know, you can, you can do anything. And I have, I was lucky enough to be given that gift to, to get into that state of mind so that do I could- Do you still get into that state of mind? Yeah, I can do that, I can, yeah. So that you block out, uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> you can block out everything physically and emotionally that's going on. And you're just, you're just there and you're just, you know, just getting to the finish line. And, and did you have to train yourself when you were younger you to see, get people, into that? People ask me that question. I, I didn't. I was given that gift from God right. that I was able to get into that. That's it. But people can. It's, it is a process. I think how people can get into it. I've spoken to somebody about this. How you can train yourself to get into it is by being more present in everyday life. So what you're doing, even the mundane things for me, like cooking and cleaning, you know, that's what you're doing, whatever, maybe some things that you don't like doing. Yeah. Uh, that's what you're doing. You just focus on what you're doing uh, rather than focusing on what somebody said to you or focusing on what you have to do or all the work you have to do. So it's really about being present and no thought. When you can get that mind clear, you know, it's uh, it's it's a blissful place yeah. and, and you're able to push yourself. Now and these days as well, with so much technology gadgets with mm. running and stuff and people are forgetting about that what Katrina's talking about just the, the simplicity and the, mm. the natural way of it you know and you know I think that's it's a good 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 kind of thing to preach you know getting back to that type of run where you're just in your own zone and yeah not that sound familiar to you do you get into that zone when you're running yeah that, like they're yeah it's not you're not always in it but you do mm. you know when you when it's there are times when you get into it and you're you know you just feel you feel great and you're just flowing with it and could be in a race or could be in a training session. Yeah. And, you I know, think for me, what helped me, uh, sorry to cut across you there Mick, but I trained all by myself all the time in the fields at home on the golf course when they allowed me to go on it in the end and on the back roads at home. And I think that was, that's, that's what helped me to just to get into that, that quiet space and be able to push myself. I didn't have anybody else to push me. So I had to push myself because I wanted to be the best in the world. So I had to push myself. And then it's like, a, I suppose, a singer perform, performing to a certain extent. He's at home in his sitting room practicing and then he goes on this big stage in front of thousands of mm. people and I suppose it was the same way for me in that I was at home in the back fields and in the quiet roads at home and then I went to a big race and I had people cheering my name on and you know people watching on I was performing and that gave me another I don't know what percentage but a big percentage. Right, so you weren't trying to block that out you were trying to embrace it? I was yeah I knew it was happening and it gave me a great lift a great buzz but at the same time, I couldn't see or hear anybody in particular. I remember in the early days, my coach, Joe Doonan, realised that it was a waste of, t of his time coming to a race because he was shouting instructions, but <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't hearing anything. So, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a big, big part of it. Uh, you can train all the miles you want, but if you don't have the mental strength, it's, uh, it's you know, I've often said it to people, it's a package. 
you know, the training is one part, but having that mental strength to, to perform is, is another big part of it. So there's no listening to music when you're running Mick? No, not <laughs> at all, but I, most of the, the rest of the time I'm listening to music, yeah, so yeah. it's like a separation between the two. Yeah, it's, I think, look, I know people beginning, it is a good thing to have listen to music and it can help, you know, because it, it can be hard out running on your own and stuff and it can be a distraction, which I can understand people, you know, need something to distract their mind if they're out logging miles. Now, myself, I've always separated. I just, you know, I want to feel, listen to myself breathe and know what my surroundings are. And, you know, I just feel like I'm totally in tune when you're running like that. And, and then sure when I come in, come in after my run, the music's straight on. So, um, but no, it's, I, I, I'd be like a trainer. I'd train a fair bit on my own. So I get used to that thing of just pushing myself. Uh, you know, I link in with uh, Sean Heher, who's a good training partner of mine. He, he won the Dublin Marathon a few years back, and um, we link in for training sessions. And it's great to have the company, but a lot of the time as well, I'm out on my own training, and you just get into that mindset where you're, you do push yourself, and people say you need the group, which is good as well, but I think if you can get, you know, sometimes circumstances, you might have to train on your own, and you, you just get used to it, and sometimes you actually enjoy it more. Like, I, if I'm doing a hard long run, I actually prefer to do it nearly on my own. You don't have to listen to someone. Yeah, well, that's you know you can just get into it early on. You can focus. You know, talking can be good and on an easy run, but on a hard effort, you just want to focus on your own thing and get in the zone, as Katrina said. And but look, there's not you know groups are great to have as well because it can help if you have someone to push you as well at the same time. So I think it's a balance between the two, and um, you know even. As I said, I, lo I love training in quiet places as well. Like, you know, in Dublin, you know, it can be busy enough where I'm, where I'm living in the city and stuff, but you can go down onto Dolly Mount Strand or St. Anne's Park and Dolly Mount on a, on a grey day, there's nobody around and you're just looking oh, out yeah. at the sea. So, you know, you can find places that are quiet as well. And um, I do tend to avoid the, the traffic in the streets as much as I can. You like the solitude. Mm -hmm. I do, yeah. So, like, there's, there's, a, there's a balance, you know, but look, it's, um, you can find it. There is places around that you can you can get away from all the, the noise of the city as well. I know, Katrina, you spend time with, with people, say, who, who are starting out and running, and like, I was talking to a physio recently, and he said his clinic is full of fellas in their mid-30s, early 40s, who've just started running and whose knees are suddenly in bits. What are, the, what are the mistakes newbies generally make when they're getting into running? Well, I suppose doing more than they're able to, but... Um um, there is an easier way to do it on yourself and I do a lot of classes with and workshops with groups uh, showing them good mechanics for running to make running easier on themselves so there's less impact on the body and you mentioned there about knee pain and a lot of the times why people get knee pain is because they're landing incorrectly, they're reaching forward with their legs and uh, putting a lot of pressure on their knees. So, What should uh, they be doing? So they should be landing with a shorter step so their feet landing underneath them and relaxing the front of their ankle joints. So uh, how do I explain this on radio? <laughs> so so if they can do imagine, people try and push themselves off the ground? So if you can imagine your ankle joint is your wrist, mm. okay? So rather than having your, your tension in your wrist or tension in your ankle, you just have the ankle in a natural, neutral place. So just, in other words, just relax the ankle rather than thinking of holding tension in it and reaching forward with your legs. So don't think of reaching forward with your leg, just keep your feet landing underneath you, relax the front of the ankle, and 
feel the ground move by underneath you, feel the stride out behind as opposed to, to reaching forward because when you reach forward, it's like running with the brakes on and as I said, you're putting a lot of impact on the lower legs and on your knees. Do many people naturally run like that? Yeah, a lot of people do, yes, yeah. And a lot of people hold, you know, I suppose if I was to give one good piece of advice on radio, uh, would be for people to relax more while they're running. People have this idea in their head that they have to make funny faces to get there, but just hold tension in different parts of their body. Some people don't realise that they're doing that. So to scan their body, to start with their face, because even if you hold tension in your face, it tightens up around your hips. Your hips. Right. So to scan their body, their face, their neck, their shoulders, their middle and lower back, their ankles and lower legs. Say limp, loose lower legs have a little mantra like that. And the more you can relax while you're running, the longer, the faster you're going to be able to run. If you watch the elite athletes or watch Mick running, if we know if we hold tension in our, in our body, we're working against ourselves, we're going to slow down. So we really need to, to sense and feel and let go of the tension. And the reason I wear the, the, the sunglasses like, is actually to relax my, I'd be squinting even if it's not that bright. So I've just become so accustomed to wearing the glasses, but it totally relaxes. Because if I'm not wearing them, I'm tensed up. So, you know, it's kind of relaxing me. So that's it. Well, if you think of it like this, it's virtually impossible to injure a relaxed muscle. So that in itself is a, is a practice. But uh, I think, you know, for everybody out there, not just beginners, just learn to relax your body and you will run for longer. Your breathing will be more relaxed. You will run, run, run faster. Let everything be nice and free and loose. So one thing just as well about... I know it's hard in a city and that, but too, try and get on softer surfaces when you can. Even tarmac is better than con the concrete paths or like, I'd say that's why it causes a lot of injuries, especially them up and down things. And look, I know it's hard, you can't always avoid them, but if you mm. can minimise mm -hmm. the hard concrete because there's absolutely no, there's no return on it. So, so when you're running around the park, don't run on the path, actually well, run on the park. Tarmac paths are, are a lot better, there's more bounce, but it's that hard concrete paths yeah. that are the worst. But if you can get on the grass when you can, you know, it's I think the late Noel Carroll probably put it best and he said uh, a little a lot is far better than a lot a little. Mm. Mm -hmm. So small, small increments, you know. Yeah. A lot of people jump in way too soon, try to do 5k before they're able to do 1k. You know? Yeah, patient, patient. And, and to allow the body to recover as well, that's a, big, that's a key part, like, you know, and to space your runs out well. Um, that's very important so that mm. so that you're fresh and the body's recovered and you can go at it again. So for somebody who's just starting out, would you be recommending three, four days a week? Yeah, uh, to get the benefit or to get the fitness, you know, to get fit, you need to get out three times a week. You know, otherwise if you're getting out maybe two times a week, it just takes a longer process. It takes longer to get fit. Mm. So if you can get out three times a week and to space the runs out, um, you know, and to be patient, and it's a gradual progression, mm. and it, it will Katrina's happen. Tina's always telling me to be patient. Yeah. <laughs> every, every time I start back. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Are you back at the moment? I am, yeah, yeah, I'm back new at the year. moment, and, and uh, New Year, I ran the, the 5K on New Year's Day, you know, so, um, but talking about that, that mindfulness and stuff like that, I, I found as I get older now, before I go out running and when I come back, even putting on the shoes and tying the lacers and, taking off the gear afterwards and having a shower, the ritual of that, that puts you into a lovely creative space and 
You can blank out a lot of things, you know. I, I really could identify what, the, what both uh, Katrina and Mick were saying. If we can get to that point of, of uh, getting away, throwing away all the fluff that's gathered around us, you know. And be grateful uh, uh, as be well. Be grateful. We, Jerry Duffy has a great saying. He says, we never have to run, we get to run, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And, and to, I, I run to these days, I run with pure gratitude, you know, because every day is, is one day more and one day less I have anyway, so. Yeah. <laughs> For people who are thinking of running the marathon, and listen, if you're not in at this stage, you ain't going to be doing the Dublin City Marathon this year because it's completely sold out. We're still, what, nine months away from it? Where, where should people be in their training at this stage? Well, I suppose it's, it's, it is a long way out now. It depends on where you're starting from, I suppose. But I think with Dublin, you know, you have a lot of time through the summer to train as well. So I, I wouldn't be getting overly worried too early. Like if you're coming from a good base and you're doing shorter stuff, you know, you can just focus on that for now. Like and concentrate on your 10Ks, five miles, whatever it may be through the, through the early part of the summer and then start to build it up more because I think you can nearly be going too long in a marathon build up. Mm-hmm. By the time Dublin comes around, you're right. you can be nearly worn out. But if you're starting from scratch, this is the time to start doing your 5Ks, just building gradually. And then, you know, through the summer, you have a lot of the race series and there's longer races start building up. And as, as Katrina and Frank were saying, it's all gradual and you just take it each step as, as you can. And it's about getting consistency is very important. And, you know, you'll go through weeks where you might be feeling well, you might get the odd niggle. It's about trying to manage these things. And the consistency, though, is, is the key. And just like, as I said, be patient and use little milestones. The races are great targets, you know, to have breaks up the monotony of the training. So like the, the race series, a part of the, the marathon, there's the, there's the five mile, or is it 10, 10, 10 mile, mile and a half marathon? Half marathon. Yeah. And they're great little mm. milestones. And they give you confidence then if, after them races that you've you've achieved them and you can you know build from each one of them and I, I wouldn't despair about getting into Dublin yet because I think it will open up again once it's a bit like New Year's Day's resolutions an awful lot of people had a rush of blood to that <laughs> mm-hmm. and there are bound to be people that are going to say no it's right. not for me you know so I think around April you're going to have another batch of uh, mm-hmm. uh, entries that are going to open there's up there's a big yeah. five mile next week in Rainy, a local race and they're still taking entries so mm. there's options already starting for people you know to get the get the year going so five miles is a great distance you know it's for people who are kind of moving up to that next level it's you know it's not too too taxing but it's you know you're still getting it's a good distance to cover and Rohini Rohini 5 is a a classic race now it's a great atmosphere and there's not very many five milers either not too many no a lot of 10k's now but five mile is an old classic distance Mm -hmm. that's always been there that's and Rohini's a, Rohini's a, is a great one to start off the year. So that's you turn next. on the style for the home crowd? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll try. It'll be, there's always a bit of competition there. So <laughs> it's um, five miles for myself is always, it actually seems very intense because coming from the sure. marathon stuff, you know, but it does me good, you know. So it's, uh, it's a nice run. It goes into St. Anne's Park and finishes in Rohini. And There's a massive great atmosphere. bag as well. Frank a might be on them. Oh, you're, you're running, yeah. Frank. Are you? I'm going around. to take part in anyway. man. Yeah. By the sounds of it then, running seems to be in a good place in this country from the Daily Mile initiative for kids in schools through to the park runs for younger kids all the way up to adults from 5Ks, 10Ks, marathons. Is there, is there more we could be doing? Is there more the government could be doing? Is there more we should be doing? I think the government have have been pretty good in the sense that they're they're promoting fitness, you know, in in a uh, fairly sustained way. And I think things like Operation Transformation, uh, the Women's Mini Marathon, you know, I think there's there's a 
there's a movement out there and I think people are seeing the benefits of, of uh, running from, from so many different perspectives. I, I, I think there probably, there always could be a little bit more you could do, but it's in a very good state. I always used to say since we started Irish Runner, the Dublin Marathon will always be the barometer of how good, how, how, how healthy the state of running is here. And the very fact there's 20,000 people signed up for it at the moment, the very fact that we now have so over 100,000 kids now running on, on a daily basis within schools. Uh, does, I, I would have a lot of hope, a lot of hope that uh, the running boom will be sustained in Ireland. It hasn't even peaked yet, you know, it's, it's, it's going along and the growth is there. And I think uh, people are beginning to realise the social value of it as well. Mm. We're all talking about mental health these days. There's no nicer thing to see than a couple of people or two or three people in a cluster after a f something like the, the park run in Rahini or, or, or in Malahide. And they're talking and then they're going to have a cup of tea together. We had lost that. There were people in the States that didn't know their neighbours and they're connected now through running, you know. And uh, it's bringing people together and that can only be good. I think just one thing, like, I mean, the Daily Mile, it's, it's a huge, you know, it's a great initiative and all of that. But, you know, we, we do have a group of people that don't do any activity. And that would be, you know, some of the children at some at schools. And, you know, we do have an obesity problem. Mm. We do have, have a, lot of, a lot of children that are very unfit. And I think the only way really that we can tackle that is by making physical activity part of the curriculum so that every day that no, no more than the maths or the Irish or the English, the children do some sort of physical activity for 35, 40 minutes. And not until that is introduced into our schools will we uh, tackle the obesity and uh, the unfitness. And like, it's, it's great. We have the, you know, the 30-year-olds, the 40-year-olds, 50-year-olds, 60-year-olds, you know, they're all getting out. But we do have, you know, a lot of children that are very unfit and unhealthy as a result of not enough activity. But it needs to be brought into the schools. Mm. That's where it has to, that's where it has to start, start. And if the children are doing five days a week, like their maths, Irish and English, if they're doing physical activity, you know, that's going to, inter that's going to get them, first of all, fit. And it's going to introduce them to, you know, a new level of life for them and something that they can carry on when they when they finish school. Have you noticed that Frank when you go into a lot of these schools that this for a lot of the kids it's the first time they've actually been involved in some sort of physical activity? Yeah and I've seen the results of it as well and, and I've seen where teachers tell me so three or four or five kids here they only started to walk the daily mile for the 15 minutes for maybe three and four and five weeks and then they graduated up to, to jogging and teachers are telling us that Instead of it being a thing that's imposed on kids, the kids are now putting up their hand at 11 o'clock saying, time for the Daily Mile, miss or miss, hmm. you know. Uh, you're pushing an open door with children. Yeah. You're actually, no matter what level kids are at, they love to get that mm -hmm. bit of exuberance. Some, some schools are actually doing it before they go in in the morning at all. Some of them are doing it midway through the morning. And they all tell us like, that the kids are receptive to it. They're getting great feedback from the parents and uh, they're seeing the levels of concentration and the levels of uh, interactivity between the kids all improve within three or four or five weeks. And, and that has to be uh, something. I think the government, we have absolutely terrific support from Brendan Griffin, uh, is in Sports Minister Mr. Brendan Griffin. He has come out, he has run with the kids, he's shown great example. He, they have come behind us in, in, in a very supportive way as well at government level. So uh, I think that, I think that's, they're 
they're seeing that, uh, as, as Katrina said, uh, everything we should be doing now should be aimed at, at the whole prevention of ob- obesity and, and giving children a chance. If you give kids a chance, mm. they'll welcome it with open arms. We've got you're, you're not pushing it on them, yeah. no. We've a lot of texts coming into 53106. I'll run through some of them before we finish up. I came second to Katrina this morning in the Malahide Park Run. Mm-hmm. You won the Malahide Park Run. Is this a weekly occurrence? Uh, unfortunately, no, because I have to walk some Saturdays, so I don't get to do it every Saturday. <laughs> and she never told us. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, with the park run, you, you, it's your first finisher, that's what you call it. Like, you don't say you win it. They don't give you a medal, is what you're saying. You're, you're still counting it as a win, though. You'd be upset if you didn't. It was a very enjoyable morning. Good, good, good. I told her as I crossed the line that her form and speed is getting better with age. Do you feel that? Do you feel you're running better now than you did when you were younger? Uh, it was a very enjoyable morning. <laughs> <laughs> that's another. That's another story. We'll we'll talk about that another day. Can you but ask? No, it's enjoyable. It's great. Yeah, and I'm thankful. <laughs> Can you ask her how many miles she trains per week, and is it intensity <laughs> or distance that makes the difference as we get older? That's from Matthew Collins from Port Marnock Athletics Club. Uh, being sensible. That's what makes the difference. I'd love to be doing what Mick is doing, hundred plus miles a week, but uh, unfortunately, I'm not 21 anymore. Or How many miles a week do you do now? I, I love going out for half hour runs, that's my thing and uh, I, as I said I do a lot of classes and that but I don't, I never do any sessions anymore, the sessions like, I did push myself in the park run, if I do a race I'll push myself but I do have the ability, uh, again a gift that I was given that when I do get to a start line that I mm. can push myself but I just, now I run just, you know, I, I smell the roses I suppose, I'll put it like that. We need some people to come and run in Darndale. We had about 20 in the park run today, but we normally only have about 10. There are 30 park runs in Dublin at the moment. So if anyone's around Darndale and is looking for it, they're mad keen to get more people to run there on a Saturday morning. We'd love to go into the schools there very soon as well. No, very good. Uh, get in touch with Frank if anybody around there want, is interested in that in the Daily Mile and getting them involved. Hi, guys. Brilliant to have this discussion. Running is so important and well done to all who lead the Fit for Life groups, bringing on beginners and especially Bernie Kelly and Galway, who's the largest group in the country for over 10 years at Galway City Harriers, who have a super streets of Galway, 8K in August, She's now in its 34th year. Legend on there, brilliant. She's the best leader I've ever met. So are they streets of Galway, when's that, August? Yeah, August. It's good race, yeah. Uh, 8K is an unusual. Okay, yeah, it's just, just over five miles, isn't it? Or it's the opposite way around. I always get mixed up. 40 metres. Is it on you? One way or the other. Bernie tripped and hurt her shoulder at Christmas. And I was down in Athen Rye at the tin K that Mick won on New Year's Day. And Bernie walked it with her arm in a sling. So that's the type of example she shows. Uh, Great. Best wishes there from David Glynn and all in Galway. Did a running course with Katrina a few years ago back in Castleknock. Legend, still using the technique she taught us, which you'd be glad to hear. And did the park run in River Valley in Swords this morning. Great start of the weekend for the body and in the mind, uh, says David. Uh, The metal zone you're talking about is called The Now. Read The Power of The Now by Eckhart Tolle. Have you read it? (laughs) Yeah, a couple of times. (laughs) Is, Is that where you... Did it? Was it something that was uh, when you read it? I just something like went, I'm interested. No, no, no. Like I, I only. This is exactly what I've been <laughs> feeling. <laughs> no, no. This this was a gift. <laughs> Uh, James O'Toole's on Twitter, he says, another great initiative is the Lord Mayor of Dublin's Five Alive Challenge. It's been amazing to see people go from couch to 10k over the five races. That's What's this? Rah- Rahini Five is part of that. Okay. And signed up for that. 
<laughs> I needed that as, as your something. Goal so it's five different races. Five, five different races. races. There's yeah. a cross country then mm-hmm. up the park. The Garda business houses cross country. Yeah. I think the New Year's Day Tom Brennan was. Yeah, yeah. They got, it got you into the zone where you. Yeah, so you it's had a series, and they get there's presentations at the end, medals, and so it's nice to kind of get people in a, a few races together. So. Great to watch McCloughey win the Fields of Athenry 10K and St Stephen's Day. Set a course record as well. Yeah, that was seven a, in a row. It was a nice calm day, so it took me seven years to get the record. But I said I'd give it a lash. Good. It was uh, yeah, it was nice to get the record at, at last down there. These are all little markers, I guess, along the route. Yeah, of I, the year. I like. Do you I, love that competitive development as I the do. year goes along? Yeah, I like to race very regularly. Like some people, everyone has different ways to approach their training, but. I like to go every two or three weeks with some sort of race in there just to, as I just love racing, it's the, mm-hmm. the thing that you want to do, you know, if you're training all the time and that's yeah. why, why you train when you're yeah. competitive, you want to race. So all these races, I love going around the country to all, there's some great races around and, you know, it's just enjoyable. What makes a good race? Uh, it could be, well, it could be the competition, it could be the atmosphere, the course, and you're going into different villages and towns and... You know, just the buzz. Yeah, the commentator can be fairly good sometimes. Could be Frank there. um, (laughs) Not always. uh, Then afterwards, you know, just the camaraderie afterwards. But, you know, you could get a a race somewhere and, you know, just some other lads turn up and you get a good battle together. And it brings you on because if you're training all the time, you need to test yourself, go out there and put it up against other guys. And then when, you know, from some of my bigger events, you know, it's good to know you have the form behind just like match fitness you know for any of the sports you know the, the football and the rugby and all that so it's it's a similar thing you go out and it's only in a race that you really can tell mm-hmm. that you're how you're doing your training can be going very well and then the race is what really matter I think mm-hmm. anyway for my own type of training anyway that's so it was, it was great yesterday to hear the voice of the Dublin Marathon and the women's mini marathon Dave Dempsey uh, announcing that his company Salesforce are bringing 1,500 new jobs to Dublin. So he's been the voice of running, I suppose, in Ireland. Right. Uh, Owen Conway on Twitter, I started running last year, having finished playing football at 34, with the aim of running a sub-25k. Managed 20.14, but I've fallen back a bit. What type of training would you recommend to push on and break that barrier and continue improving? That's Coach so. Katrina. <laughs> Yeah, well, I suppose um, a little bit of interval training is always going to help, and uh, a longer like a longer run, five k, three miles. So you want to for five k training, you want to be doing maybe a six, seven mile run during the week as well uh, for the endurance and you know interval training and then just yeah, yeah, and the hills are always good as well. Yeah, yeah. So it's a little bit of variety, and it will come with time, patience. Uh, (laughs) This is probably a difficult one, but can you recommend a pair of running shoes for a beginner? Brian, 56. Anything, what I say, you know, when people ask me that question, Mick, you can answer as well, but go into a shop, try on a few pairs and what fits like a glove on your foot, that's, you know, that's yeah, the way to go. Nobody can tell you. running shops around the place that, you know, you might get a gait analysis where you get, get up on the treadmill and you can see what type of, what type of uh, footfall you have yeah. and you can get particular runners that will, will suit and, you know, there's, there's all the big, the big brands that... What about well. these Nike runners that give you an extra 4%? Yeah, we were just talking about them yeah. earlier, yeah. Well, I, I only re- recently got, got a, pair? a pair. Yeah, I haven't worn them in the marathon yet, so hopefully in, in London in April I might test them out, so we'll see what all the... What what, all the what's the magic in them? There's a carbon plate within them. Now, I don't know, I wouldn't be big into all the, the science behind these things. Apparently it propels you forward, but we'll have to see, and you can't get complacent just because you have a certain shoe, because, I mean, these things, you know, you don't want to say, oh, I have the shoe now, so you ease back your training, and you think it's going to... Gonna, 
you know, work magic. Take, yeah, so look, it'd be nice. To, it's uh, nice to have a little, I mm. suppose, mental thing that you have the shoes and they might make a difference. But look, it's it's hard to. Do you wear the ra- same shoes in training as in races? No, and I'm, I'd, I'd have a f- fair few different pairs of runners at different times. And if I'm training my easy runs, I'd wear a kind of, I suppose, to be heavier training runners. If I'm doing a, a fast interval session, I might wear my racing flats that I'd wear racing. But I'd have a few different pairs. I'd have, I'd have shoes for racing that I'd only keep for racing. And before a marathon, generally, I'd always have a fresh new pair. I think it's a nice feeling to be putting on a new fresh pair of runners. Yeah, but you'd have worn them a few times. I'd have, yeah, yeah, they'd be the same, they'd be the same brand, the same shoe, but I'd have broken them in as well. So, um, yeah, there's there's plenty of runners out there, aren't you? Uh, park run, wonderful way of getting exercise. Something like 100,000 people of all shapes, sizes and ages, racing, running, jogging, chugging, like me, every Saturday morning, uh, Mark, age 61. And shout out to the Wobbly Wonders in Cork. Hundreds of people going through that free running club every year it's now been going for the last five years and we've any amount of texts and tweets in like that we are short in time though thanks a million for coming in Katrina as always Mick best of luck what's the plan for the year Uh, the main plan we'll have Rohini 5 next week that's the immediate we're next on on the agenda but uh, London Marathon in April Katrina knows that well Um, that's my main target and the, the spring coming up and it's the Olympic qualification windows opened up now so I'll be trying to run as fast as I can in London and get get stuck into it. So, uh, will you race Dublin again this year? It's a possibility. Yeah, there's, there's the World Championships are on in Doha around the same time, so it'll be a, a toss between the two. So, Dublin's Dublin will be hard to hard to mm. resist. I think after the heat the in ball. Doha, would that affect your decision making? Yeah, it could be a factor. It's the, the marathon takes place at midnight, which is. Mm, because of the heat, yeah. it's still going to be quite hot. It, it's, I'll, I'll have to make a call later. It's, it's a world championship, so this, the other side, you never like to turn down a, an opportunity to wear the Irish vest. But mm. Dublin, Dublin was such a buzz running it there last year, so it'd be, it'd, be, it'd be nice to come back to Dublin again and get stuck in up the front again. So we'll see. Anyway, we'll get London out of the way first. And, Good stuff. Well, best there. of luck at it. Thanks. And Thanks. Frank, uh, the Daily Mile, as you say, uh, anybody who wants to check it out, we'll put the details up on our website. Yeah, dailymile.ie, and we're open there to help schools in every way possible. You Brilliant. Know, so. And the book is still available? Running it's full still circle? Available. Yeah, I'm still running full circle as well. I feel when going back to school now, that really brought me full circle. <laughs> yeah. From Ballyhonest to the world, is that it? Ballyhonest to... Timbuktu like or beyond. A few update yeah. chapters now, a few new chapters. Yeah, we, I, I hope to have a few new chapters. Uh, I'm, I'm still running anyway. Good man, and great to finally get you in, Frank, once yeah. again. Uh, this will be up on offtheball.com. You can get the podcast. You can watch it back on any of our social channels as well because I know we have a lot of questions coming in. Brilliant stuff. We'll take a quick break and we'll be back. Kenny Cunningham's in the studio. Off the Ball. Find us on Twitter at Off the Ball. News Talk 106 to 108.